0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first 3 orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is 8:19 as May Murphy along with okay. Professor David Schultz, uh, talking about politics. Let's talk about the two front runners. I mean, I don't I don't think you can argue that these two gentlemen are the front runners uh, and that is Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg. I mean, would you agree with that?
1: I would agree. In fact, I'm gonna push it further and say they represent two of or I think three directions for the Democratic Party right now. And I'm gonna say that Bernie Sanders is the leader of the sort of these the progressive wing of the party. Um Buttigieg seems to be now the the head of the moderate wing. And the third wing of the party is Michael Bloomberg. And I'm gonna and I so I think the party's being pulled in three directions at this point in terms of where it goes. Now in terms of Bernie Sanders He's won the popular vote in the first two states, Iowa and in um, in New Hampshire. I think he is one delegate vote behind Buttigieg um, in terms of overall. What's interesting, though, is that he is probably at somewhere representing somewhere. I'm going to guess around 25 percent of the party. Um, Throw in Elizabeth Warren, who is getting around nine or ten percent. Let's say the progressive wing of the party represents about. 35% 35% of the party, and then if we throw in, let's say, Buttigieg and Klobuchar, a couple Biden. of others, yeah, I'm guessing they're probably also somewhere around, you know, 35, 40% of the party. So so, they're, so they're, they're divided at this point, and I'm not seeing whether either Sanders or the Buttigieg wing, you know, Buttigieg-Klobuchar wing, can really expand their bases very much at this point. And so, in some sense, I feel like the party on one level, is divided there, but throw in Bloomberg, who represents a a, a different um, wing of the party. Uh, I guess I'm not sure where I put it at this point. I think it's a party that's divided, you know, in three ways. But certainly, these two individuals, Buttigieg and Sanders, are are really the leaders at this point. And as we start to go into these next couple of states, right now we have the most recent polls having uh, um, Sanders leading significantly um, over Buttigieg um, um, in Nevada, Biden is second place. And when we get to South Carolina, Biden um, and Sanders are at the top with Steyer, which is odd. And I think Buttigieg- is Yeah, Steyer's in second
0: place in South Carolina. I guess he's just spent a ton of money there.
1: Yeah, that's what's so odd about it. He's basically staking his his um, uh, a lot on, on that. And what's important to think about 'Cause right now between Iowa and New Hampshire, one point six percent of all the Democratic delegates have been allocated. So we're still what? Over ninety eight percent have to go. But if you start to get to South Carolina and if Steyer gets where he's he's pulling out about seventeen or eighteen percent right now, I think it is, um, at approximately there, if he were to get let's say, you know, seventeen to eighteen percent of the delegates, uh, he could come out of out out after these first four contests somewhere probably around third or fourth in delegate count. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Um, Because there's enough enough delegates in South Carolina that that could help them.
0: Um, You know, in terms of Bernie Sanders, I I think one of the things, I mean, there are only two people right now here in Minnesota that you're seeing commercials from. Uh, And remember, Minnesota is March 3rd, part of Super Tuesday. That's very close. March 3rd isn't that far away, folks. Uh, I think we all know that. Uh, but Bernie Sanders has a lot of money. He's got a lot of staying power. He seems to have completely eclipsed Elizabeth Warren, who was the other progressive that was challenging him, uh, this past summer. Uh, he's, he's the ultimate comeback kid. Uh, you know, had a heart attack in the fall, looks and sounds very well, and, and looks like he is not going away anytime soon with that, you know, 30% of the party that, that, that is going with him. Um, what, do you see him sticking around through the convention?
1: I do. At this point, I mean he he is he's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of supporters and a lot of money, and I think he consistently probably gets around twenty, between twenty and thirty percent um, of the um, of the uh, the votes in every state. Which means he gets something proportional in terms of that delegate account all along the way. He could very well, unless the dynamics change. He could very well go into the convention um, with the plurality. I don't know yet if he would get the majority, which means get the nomination, but he's going to have a lot of delegates. and I just don't see him going anywhere at this point. His supporters are fervently behind him. So, so he's, so he's, he's going he's gonna to be there for the long haul, and this is going to be interesting to watch when we get to Minnesota. Now, we already have had early voting going on for a while don't know what's happening in the early voting in terms of who they're casting ballots for. But what I think is going to be fascinating leading up to March 3rd is who, like you said, who does actually campaign here? We know Bloomberg um, is running a lot of ads. What does he have, like eight offices or something like that in the state at this point? Bernie's been here a couple of times. I suspect Warren's going to be here. Uh, Klobuchar is going to have to come back to Minnesota to campaign because she can't guarantee that it's her state that she's going to win. And it probably wouldn't look good also if she didn't win her home state. And so this complicates her strategy going into Super Tuesday, where she needs to be elsewhere also.
0: And and, and Bernie Sanders did very well. He crushed Hillary Clinton. It was almost two to one back in 2016 in the caucuses. Um, Really, really, really well. Um, I want to ask you about Pete Buttigieg because – this is somebody who has been the mayor of a town that's not a whole lot bigger than Bloomington, Minnesota. And he is one of the front runners in this race. Yeah. He is, I think he's just a breathtakingly good speaker. I mean, he really is so eloquent. Uh, and, and he just is a, you know, Senator Klobuchar said it, he's a beautiful speaker and he really does just, Uh, you know has a way with words a way with saying things and presenting things he's obviously extremely smart he knows who the president of mexico is Mm -hmm. Uh, and he has an appeal that that certainly has staying power is there and he's he's gotten hit hard but it doesn't seem to have um nicked him that much can he hang on to to you know basically and it looks like Amy Klobuchar is the one who's nipping at his heels not Joe Biden now right. i mean can he can a guy who is uh whose biggest office has been um mayor of a town that's the city that not a whole lot bigger than bloomington minnesota and who is openly gay um and is is married to happily married to a man um is is that something that's going to work in conservative southern states, which actually traditionally go Republican?
1: No, the simple answer is it doesn't look like it is so far, because, again, the polls are suggesting, again, in South Carolina, um, that that he is barely an asterisk um, in terms of how he's performing at this point. And that's going to be his challenge, because even though correct, even though he's, you know, even though no, almost no Democrat, in fact, I'm going to say no Democrat is going to hold states or win states like South Carolina and so forth uh, in the general election. They are important states for the primary. And when we get to Super Tuesday, getting even beyond a little bit further, you know, beyond South Carolina, we get to states like Texas that are coming up. Um, Texas is going to have, what, 266, I think that's what the number is, something like that, approximately, delegates to the national convention. Um, uh, it's going to be tough because if he can't figure out a way of broadening his base, then he's not going to come out of Super Tuesday looking great there. Now, maybe he does really well in California, um, which I think will be more supportive um, of somebody like Buttigieg in terms of, let's, let's say, his his you know his sexual orientation and identity. Um, but also, he's running as one of the more moderates. And will this now work so, yeah. Will his ideology be be a problem for him um, going into California? So, so I think he's got a complex path. And the point that I'm, we're sort of getting at here: none of the candidates ha- clear has a clear path to the nomination. None of the candidates has sort of a a a a, a perfect profile that can unite. Um, all the other Democrats at least very quickly, which is again suggesting a, a long primary process where it could be weeks and weeks before we have a clear picture. but there's no question that over the next approximately two and a half weeks we got Nevada, South Carolina, and then Super Tuesday by the time that's done uh, and plus the states we've already had done, we're going to have nearly what I'm going to say 38 to 39 percent of all the delegates right. having have been selected at that point.
0: All right. Well, listen, um, we have to take a quick break right now. We want to come back and give you some weather. Uh, when we come back with David Schultz, we're going to talk about Super Tuesday, how big a deal it is. You just heard him say 38% of the delegates will have been chosen by then. I think 34% are up just on Super Tuesday alone. And also talk about Michael Bloomberg. And we don't want to leave out President Trump, uh, who's been certainly, of course, making headlines all week, as he always does. Uh, his campaign gearing up big time. He's having these rallies all across the country. Uh, he's going to states where, where there have been contests and, and getting big crowds. So, so we'll ask David Schultz about that. So keep it here. News Talk 830 WCCO.